So today we are going to be introducing to the public and, and we have legislators who are going to help us with this um, a new piece of legislation for the upcoming legislative session called Stop Wrongs Against Our Kids and Employees Act, the Stop Woke Act. And it's something that... Florida has adopted a new rule that prevents public schools from teaching critical race theory. And it was a push by Governor Ron DeSantis. Uh, the Department of Education's prohibition on CRT in K-12 schools. No taxpayer dollars should be used to teach our kids to hate our country or to hate each other. This kind of legislation is happening in 36 states across the country. But Florida is on my mind in particular because Florida is my home state. Florida is the home to Eatonville, Florida, the oldest black incorporated town in America, founded in 1887, founded by my family. And Florida is where my niece Jory lives and goes to school. Hey, Nisi, how you doing? I'm good. How about you, Auntie? Good, good, good. It seems like you have the giggles today. Me? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. This is me reconnecting with my niece, Jory, the one you met in the very first episode, and the one who has been on my heart throughout this entire project. We're about to recap the journey that we've been on on this podcast and in our lives for about the last year or so. There's going to be some twists and turns, but stay with us. It'll be worth it. Well, listen, um, we've been on a journey for about a year talking about like belonging and how you feel or like, do you feel like you belong in school, et cetera. And actually, you're the same age and Annie was when she went to this integrated school. When we first got on the bus, we, we were all afraid. Uh, even my sisters, and I was talking to my sister about it. She said, you know what? I never asked any questions neither. Just think where I would have been if I would have had my education. When Nana was talking about the thing that she could have done, who she could have became now, it's disappointing because she's, she's making herself feel guilty and blaming it on herself, but it's not her fault. And then I learned that decades later, this kind of is still going on because you felt like you were excluded at your predominantly white school. So this is some of the audio we have from you. Because she's not telling the full story how we were not free. We were, we were not free. You were still trading us around like some damn coins. What is her responsibility, though? What should she, as a teacher, what is she responsible to do? She's supposed to educate the truth. Forget about the uncomfortableness. Speak the truth. And you're right. You know, we got to forget about being uncomfortable and walk into speaking our truth. But walking into speaking the truth and learning the truth is hard. And as a part of that process, we got to have courageous conversations. And as a part of that, I had a courageous conversation with a colleague who used some racist language with some Black students at the school we used to work at. Let's hear what she had to say about it. That is not who I want to be. I do think that any mistake is is a bad mistake only if you don't learn from it. I like how mature she is about it. Yeah? Because not everybody's going to take their uh, mistakes and confront the mistakes and understand they were wrong. Not everybody's going to do that. So thank her for taking it into consideration and actually learning from it. Yeah, that's true. You know, and it reminds me, like, I talked to a mom 
who reached out to her kid's teacher. This teacher was very open and willing to include the things that the mom had brought up. But the mom, for herself, she had to stand up. She had to ask some questions. And she reached out to her her kid's teacher asking for their culture to be represented in the curriculum. They were able to include her students, her kids' culture in the curriculum. Like, I wanted to reach out to your teacher, but I was like, she might be uncomfortable and I don't want to cause her an unease. And honestly, your teacher could have become an advocate for you, but I was I was second guessing it. And they encouraged me to, to reach out to her, to talk to her. Let's hear what they had to say. Um, I believe it's the educator's responsibility to receive your message, no matter how it's communicated, in a way that demonstrates love and compassion for your niece. She said the same thing you said. It's the teacher's job. It's a part of what we do. It's a part of what educators do. It's your job. I think it's kind of rare to have somebody who's as open. The fact that she's she's able to take accountability and know that it's a teacher's job, at least she understands. Because a lot of teachers, like, they hear what you're saying, but they're not really, it's not a big priority. Mm. And we got to make it a priority, though. We really do. We got to make it a priority. You said your teacher hadn't taught the truth about the 4th of July. And we weren't all free. And you were still trading us around like some damn coins. You remember that? That was funny Mm -hmm. to me. But you said, like, you know, we weren't all free and you felt excluded. And it was your teacher's responsibility to teach the truth. And you were right about the 4th of July. We talk about the 4th of July, but what do we have to commemorate the freedom of our people? Juneteenth. Juneteenth, you're right. Juneteenth is June 19th, 1865. It's a celebration of freedom for once enslaved Africans in this country. Although the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863, it wasn't until two years later that in Texas, it was said that the last enslaved Africans were told that they were free. And so we celebrate Juneteenth. And around this time, you'll see some shirts that say free-ish, right? That commemoration is getting more and more recognition lately. And there's even an event in Eatonville where you know, we celebrate Juneteenth. So, Joe, I decided to reach out to your teacher. And I emailed her, and there was no response. My producer emailed her, still no response. Mm. And maybe it's something that she was afraid of. But hopefully, some way, somehow, she can hear this podcast and understand that we were looking to build a partnership that we were looking to walk with her because I have things that I didn't, I wasn't the best at as a teacher. And I made students feel like they did not belong. And the goal is for teachers to come together and walk the path together. If you could share something with teachers or the people listening to this podcast, Jory, what would it be? I still have more learning to do. And the things that I want or wanted to say, I've said it already. And I still have more room to grow and I still have more to learn to finish this journey. 
So the journey's not over for you either? Nope. It's not finished till it's changed in the books and nothing has changed yet. We gotta make that change happen. We have to figure out our way around this roadblock. But at least her teacher not replying, at least it didn't leave her powerless because she's taking the initiative to say, hey, I want to learn more. Okay, if Jory can be encouraged, so can I. The goal of critical consciousness is to recognize oppressive social forces shaping society and taking actions against them, right? Like, you see something happening, you, you, you recognize that thing, but then you also do something about it, right? We just don't stand by. How do you teach critical consciousness? And why is that even important to teach? Well, a lot of people don't want to be racist, but all they know how to do is be what they've been taught. So now we have to teach people how to recognize these things in the actions, the language, and the things to counteract them. So having the conversation with the teacher would have been great. But now we still are held to a higher calling or duty to make sure that Jory and other students and other teachers who are listening understand what those things are, what those oppressive social forces are and things we can do to take action against them. So our goal was to chat with the teacher, and we wanted to invite her to Eatonville to celebrate Juneteenth. And we wanted Joy to be surrounded by adults who are invested in her. And we wanted to go to Eatonville so that the teacher could experience the greatness that's Joy and her hometown and her part of history. We had this idea also that Jory could teach her class about Juneteenth, but the teacher didn't answer the email. As a part of our critical consciousness and as a part of this journey, we felt like it would be great if Jory wrote a letter to her teacher. The teacher didn't answer our emails, but maybe she would be more open to hear from Jory because it seemed like they had a good relationship. And so I partnered with her to construct a letter and to write down what she was feeling because I knew if she held it the way that I held it, then she had the probability to hold it like my mother was holding it, to blame herself. When the truth is, it wasn't her fault. When the truth is, these are situations that we can learn from. So we wrote the letter. To my teachers and all teachers. Here's a little bit of the letter that Jory wrote. I'm a 13-year-old black girl from Eatonville, Florida. I walked into middle school hopeful. But as an eighth grader, I'm leaving, hoping that you will change and be a better place for the next black girl. I hope that you can change middle school to a place where all students belong, because it was not for me. I need you to understand that Natives and Africans are more than victims of colonizers. Natives gave you many things. This country and your freedom were given to you and built by black people. You make it feel like black people were not smart enough or were too lazy to build their own towns. But we did. And when we did, whites burned it down and murdered people because you disagreed with freedom and happiness for all. It sounds like terrorism to me. Do you see me? Have you ever tried thinking of what it's like to be me? 
I cannot tell you how I feel or else I'll be called an angry black girl. But when white students express how they feel, they're all brave and passionate. Sometimes I have to code switch so you feel comfortable and not threatened. I ask you to listen to the pain of your black students. Sincerely, not Gen Z, but Gen Me. A generation of the melanated and educated. Thank you. So writing the letter helped Jory feel some agency over the situation and to develop her critical consciousness. But as a next action, I was trying to help Jory build up her courage to deliver the letter to her teacher. I contacted my sister because I wanted my sister to aid her in this process to, you know, hype her up, be the hype man. You know, for me, I could hear my sister in the back like, do it, do it. But when I called her, I got energy that was really different. Hey, Auntie. Hey, how you doing? You good this I'm morning? Well. Okay, good, good. I'm glad I can get you on so we can record real quick. I know you're on your way to work. Your hustle is real. So I appreciate you. Um, I was calling you because, you know, like some months ago, we I asked her, like, about- how do you think we should deliver this letter? And she said, I don't think you should deliver the letter at all. Well, being what I know of her school and how things are handled with Orange County Public Schools, it'll be made to think like she's calling, accusing the teacher of being a racist, and therefore it will backfire on her. This is the same sister I picked up from the airport, the one that was singing in the car. She was afraid to let Jory give the teacher the letter because of the negative implications that it would have against Jory. Luckily for my kids, they're still able to get in and learn about the African-American history outside of school. To me, it pisses me off because what you're doing is you don't want the African-American children to see just how strong and just how much power we have. You don't want them to see that. So that way they can't learn it. They won't know it. Knowledge is power. If the kids, if you don't know you, you have a superpower nobody ever told you, how you gonna figure out that you got it used? You won't. You'll never know what's there. Knowing our history, knowing the power that African American people have, the stuff that we owned and invented and started from the ground up, if our people knew about it, more of our children would be in better situations. My sister's fear was that Jory could get in trouble, that they could take Jory's concerns and Jory's experience and turn that into Jory saying that her teacher was racist. An Oklahoma lawmaker is working to enforce the state's ban on teaching of critical race theory. And now the Republican-led Ohio legislature is looking to pass laws that would block schools from teaching what they call the promotion of divisive concepts involving race. Kentucky students rallied against bills that can make changes to the way history and race are taught in school. Talking about racism in this country and talking about history from other perspectives helps everyone involved. It allows students to really learn from the mistakes of the past and get a clear understanding of all people who are involved. This current backlash with anti-CRT legislation in 36 states is causing fear in teachers, students, and their families, like my sister. And that fear can cause silence. And so what I hear is generational, you know, trauma speaking through from our generation, George's generation, dating all the way back to mom and dad's generation. So 
you know, what I want to say is thank you for sharing with me. You didn't have to. Um, I know it's something tough to, to talk about, especially on your way to work. But what I do want to tell you is thank you and that. That's what this, this podcast is about, trying to push for the change. So where do we go now? We had to do something that didn't leave Jory feeling like there was this big buildup of writing the letter and the anxiety of delivering the letter. And then the whole thing was deflated. Not a trip to Eatonville, not a delivery of the letter. But I know my niece is an artist. I know she likes to sing and rap. And so our producer, Katie, got in touch with a very talented artist from Chicago named Laurie. And one of the things I like most about her is how she approaches the art of storytelling in a very raw, real personal way I used to be that kid that back for money for a field trip cuz I ain't have shit and that's some I won't forget and that's some I won't forget You ain't believe in me now I'm way too legit yeah, yeah. Time get hard when you want stable when your mental ain't right Laurie is a senior in high school and she's been committed to activism throughout her middle and high school career through songwriting and organizing around gun legislation and other matters affecting youth in Chicago this is Laurie in action during the 2018 March for Our Lives. Laurie was inspired by Jory's letter. She saw herself in Jory's writing. Their life situations aren't exactly the same. Jory goes to a middle school at a predominantly white school in Florida, while Laurie is about to graduate high school from a predominantly black school in Chicago. But they both have experienced injustice in school, and they both have developed a critical consciousness and want to use their voices to advocate for themselves and their peers. We thought a collaboration between Jory and Laurie would bring them both solidarity and strength. The idea was that Laurie could write a song based on Jory's letter and mix her own experiences into the story. Is it freedom? Is it freedom? Is it freedom? I don't know. Uh huh. Okay, okay. Mama, I've been thinking. How come every lesson she teaches us about Britons? How come we don't learn about our kind, our citizens? Mama, who? Mama, us. Our skin is just another color. Mama, will you understand? Never mind. No, you won't. So forget it then. Well, good morning, sweetie. Who's she? Baby, you know, if no understands you, I do. I mean anything, you can talk to me. You're still my baby, even though the whole world's against you. How rude of me, mama. I'm sorry, and good morning. I'm sorry that I came up in your kitchen. All stormy's just a lot on my mind, and I can't ignore it. It's like thoughts are everywhere, mama. Like a real brainstorm, mama. Let me, let me tell you what's on my mind. And mama, let me tell you how I've been feeling inside. My voice means so, mama. It ain't a voice you should have. And I'm tired of smiling, mama. It's just a frightened disguise. Oh, Lord. Is it freedom? I just want to feel free. Is it freedom? But how come I don't feel free? Is it freedom? When they said we were free, why did we believe it? Is it freedom? I'm human like y'all. Okay, I wake up every morning eager to learn. I love learning about history and about the world that we were born. But it seems like my obvious feelings are been ignored. Not by you, mama, but by my teacher, Mrs. Lord. Oh, Lord, I've been 
check a recollector about the world that we're living in and how it's kind of messed up. But I'm stressed, huh? Cause it's been going on for centuries. I know I'm too late. I guess, huh? Okay. It's never okay. too late. And Jory, listen, nobody was born with hate. It was given to them. That's how they were raised. Sweetie, I do think you should tell her it was hard in my age. Uh, uh. But I know you're very brave. And she know that this is fair. She won't take it as disrespect because you're full of respect. Just speak it from your heart and don't think about what's next. Please think about what I said. I don't want you living life full of regrets. Is it freedom? I just want to feel free. Is it freedom? But how come I don't feel free? Is it freedom? When they say we're free, why did we believe it? Is it freedom? I'm human like y'all. That is one of the most powerful songs I've ever wrote. I love it. This is Joy and Laurie meeting in the Zoom after listening to a song that they created. Like history, and I've always wanted to write a song based on somebody else's experience. So this is actually one of the most great opportunities that I've had. It allowed me to express myself also because I've also been having problems as well in school with my teacher too. It honestly means a lot because I know, like, again, like, I don't want to have any regrets of me, like, not saying anything. So, mm-hmm. but this song, like, being made, there's not too much regret for me because someone else can hear what I'm saying. And it's not always about me direct, like, being direct towards teacher and saying, oh, this and that. When it's actually a song and it's made, people can hear it anytime, any day. Like, there's no regret when it's published. Everybody can hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're definitely heard, though. That letter, I keep rereading. It's just so powerful. The words, how you use it and all. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I've definitely got a lot in common with the song also. So that's why it was pain in a song, too, coming from my voice also. That part when I was like, okay, Jory, you got this. It was like, I wanted to be like right there. I'm feeling empathy for you. Like, I know how you feel. So it's like, I want to be on the side of you. Like, you got this. But knowing that somebody else, like, you got so you can do it, makes me, like, feel better. But even though I was tearing up, made me feel like a lot of anything that I can go do what I want to do. I don't need someone to accept what I have to say, but when I, when I say there's truth to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really, like, just the encouragement is what made me tear up. Cause I, it's like, I'm dead, I can do it. Yeah, I, I definitely heard you. Uh-huh. Okay, Jory, you got this. Okay, Jory, this is how you really feel. So you don't have to practice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good morning, Mrs. Lord. Um, hello, Jory. Okay. I'm already uncomfortable enough when I walk inside the class. And it makes it even worse when my own teacher gives me sass. When I ask a simple question or even for the bathroom pass. Yes, uh-huh, even for the bathroom pass. Serious question. In group, do you know I'm always pick last? And when I'm finally pick a couple white kids last, sometimes I'm sort of thankful that we wear a mask. It gives my skin a break. Yes, I guess it's that bad. Oh, make signals. I'm so numb, but I'm emotional. I won't care if you were purple or blue, cause I'll love you for you. Guess I'm the angry black girl that just won't change. Guess I'm the angry black girl whose anger turned to pain. This angry black girl shouldn't feel strange. You're wearing her classmates while they pick and call her names. And what do you say, huh? And what do you say? You just tell them to behave. What you just heard. That interaction between Jory and Laurie, that's a real connection. That's belonging. Teachers, listen to what that sounds like and know that those connections, that sense of belonging, well, it belongs in your classroom too. We've been listening to Youth Perspectives, 
those who feel belonging in school, and those who don't. Over the last few years, we've been making progress in terms of inclusion in education. I mean, otherwise there wouldn't be the backlash that we're feeling right now. Anytime student protesters are told to get off the streets to put down the signs, the more they show up. They're on YouTube and TikTok teaching one another the history that is left out of the textbooks. They want to know the truth. And like Jory said, it's the educator's job to teach the truth. We've got to create a space where students know that they belong, where students know that they can contribute, where students know that they are protected in spite of the nasty history of this country. That's the beauty of it all. History, despite its wrenching pain, can't go unlived. But if faced with courage, need not be lived again. It's time for us all to be courageous and selfless on behalf of students. It's time for coalition building. It's time for those who want to do the work to come together with others who want to support the work so that we can do the work and support the work together. And the change comes faster and faster. Thank you to Jory for continuing to share her stories, Laurie for sharing her music, my sister for expressing her fears. I want to thank my producers, Bill Healy, Katie Schneider Gumeran, Rosa Gaia, Sean Brennan, and you for listening. How dare labor as the heroes, but where do we go? Uh-huh.